What if it rains on your wedding day? Does that thought make you cringe just a little bit inside? That's okay. No one likes to plan for or think about the worst, especially when it comes to something as uncontrollable as weather on a wedding day. I wish that I had the ability to just keep the rain away during everyone's wedding day, but people get married pretty often, so even if I did somehow have that ability, it might never rain. So I guess rather than hoping to prevent the weather, it might be better to learn how to handle it. So if you would like to be prepared and learn how to deal with any not so perfect weather scenarios on your wedding day, then keep listening. I will share all of my weather handling strategies that I've seen and used as a wedding photographer and witnessed my clients do the same. Welcome to Weddings and Life with Taylor Nicole, a podcast created to give advice and inspiration for anyone planning a wedding from a seasoned wedding photographer's perspective. I believe that wedding planning doesn't only have to be stressful and that it can actually be fun. In each episode, I will address topics from my professional and personal experience, and I'm excited to share my life with you along the way. My heart behind this podcast is that you leave encouraged and inspired. Thanks for listening. Well, hi friends, welcome, and thanks for listening to another episode of this podcast. This is a podcast episode that I've recorded a little bit in advance because as I'm sitting here now looking at my calendar, I, at the time of this release, am in the middle of my busiest week of the entire year. So when this episode comes out, yeah, I'll be busy. While it's a little daunting knowing all the weddings that are ahead or that I've just captured, It's also kind of secretly fun to know that I will literally be done with the hardest pace of work I have for the entire year in the next four days. (laughs) So I'll be out there capturing and also back home editing all of the wedding day memories when you're listening to this episode, even if you aren't listening the week it comes out, because I'm probably still doing that until October or November anyways. (laughs) So... Late May last year in Colorado produced a lot of rain, and the majority of weddings I photographed in that time frame in May and early June, we had to work around the rain in the wedding day. So cute, this episode is hopefully timely, also hopefully not too late because I know it's the same time of year, so maybe if you're listening and your wedding is in months and years to come, you'll have time to implement some of these things. And then I also include a lot of just mindset tips too, so hopefully even if your wedding is tomorrow and it might rain, that that can be helpful as well. I briefly mentioned the weather in the last episode about all the things that I've learned over the last 200 weddings I've photographed. So in this episode, I just wanted to take it and dive a little bit deeper into the topic and really talk about how to be prepared and how to handle the weather on your wedding day, both practically, because I'm a very practical advice loving person, but also just emotionally and mentally how to be ready for that if it happens. So this is where I'm going to try to impress you by sharing all of the photographed weddings in all of the weather patterns, all of the weddings I have photographed in the weather patterns. So I have seen wedding days that are sunny and hot and cloudy and cold, very cold, (laughs) windy, raining, 
and by raining I mean sprinkling and downpouring. I've seen weddings in the hail, and while it's snowing and sleeting, blizzarding and flooding. <laughs> so I'd say the only way I can really add to that list of weather experiences is to go work in the Midwest a little more often. That's where I grew up, and maybe I'd experience a tornado, <laughs> or I could go down the host coast and try to photograph a wedding during a hurricane. And I really don't have any interest in photographing a wedding with an earthquake, so I'm just going to leave that one forever off of my weather scenarios that I've experienced, hopefully. <laughs> so I thought I'd share a quick story time about the top two craziest weather patterns that I photographed weddings during. So way back in 2013, it was baby Taylor photographer. I was just starting out at that point, but there was a huge flood in Northern Colorado. I was living in my college town and I had a wedding that weekend to photograph back in my hometown or where I went to high school. It should have been less than an hour away from me, but the floods kept getting worse and the day before it closed all the highways that were between the towns. So I left the night before I was planning to and I had to take a three, I think it was three or four hours of detours and it wasn't like any crazy driving. I wasn't risking floods on those roads that I had to detour around, but it was kind of a crazy trip home, especially for little like 18, 19 year old Taylor. I can't remember how old I was at that time. <laughs> and I remember that the wedding went beautifully. The couple ended up renting a tent and it was a little more muddy outside than maybe they had expected, but it all worked out really well and it was a beautiful day. And then the day after was Sunday. And so I ended up being able to drive back to my college town on like the normal route I would take. And then I looked it up and just a few hours after I made it back, they closed the highways again because it was flooding again. So that was kind of crazy. So that was my experience in 2013. Now, I will say that the most intense weather, weather pattern that I've ever worked in was actually last March. So March of 2021. And gosh, am I glad that little baby photographer Taylor didn't have to deal with that and that I was much more experienced in photography and honestly in driving at this point. <laughs> so I was living out in North Carolina at the time and I had two weddings the second weekend of March. Well, about five days before, I saw these winter storm warnings, and after kind of looking it up, and you know, weather forecasts really tend to play up things, I feel like there's some drama involved, but I went ahead and decided to rebook myself out, and I flew out to Colorado a couple days earlier than I had planned. And as the weather forecast progressed, I decided that instead of saving money and staying with my family members and just driving to the weddings, that I really needed to check myself into a hotel that was very, very close to the first venue because originally it looked like the worst snow was going to happen on the first day. So I went ahead, my car was still in Colorado, it lived at the airport while we lived out in North Carolina. So I packed up my car with a lot of food and extra water because hotel food's kind of salty. <laughs> and I set off for my hotel days when it was still completely dry out. And the storm ended up being a bit delayed, so the first wedding, it was very snowy, but the road conditions were absolutely fine. However, as the weather predicted, the snow and the blizzard really hit overnight and by the next morning, I got up pretty early and took a couple looks outside and checks on the weather and like road conditions and I knew that I needed to book it to my next wedding location early that morning because it was just going to keep getting worse throughout the entire day. So the one thing I haven't shared about this story yet is that 
I don't drive a snow-friendly car, even for like living and working in Colorado. I drive a Toyota Corolla hatchback, like one of the tiniest little cars. And to give myself some credit, I do and did have snow tires on at this point. But guys, that's it. Like that's all I had to protect myself against this dang blizzard. <laughs> so I made what probably should have been about a 20 minute drive to the next location in just about over an hour, but thankfully, because I'm not a great driver, guys, if that's the secret, it's not anymore. I really suck at driving. Um, that the interstate was completely empty because there weren't too many dummies like me trying to get out there. And thankfully for that, because I would not have wanted to have dealt with traffic with that much snow on the roads. I don't know how much came down like during or while I was driving, but by the end of the storm, they said that there were like I think we like close to two feet of snow, like sitting on the grounds in the Denver front range. So the bummer was, is that I had to get myself a second hotel room that day because I knew that there was no way I was going to make it back to my first hotel that evening. So I kind of double booked myself with hotels. And then once I got to the hotel in the parking lot, I got my car stuck. That was the first time of the weekend I remember calling my husband and frantically telling him what happened and he tried to talk me through how to get my car unstuck, but there was so much snow in that parking lot, nothing was going to help. <laughs> Thankfully, the hotel staff had two poor employees out there digging out all the stuck cars, so I waited in line a little bit and then they were nice enough to come help me get my car out and they not only let me get my car out and kind of talked me through how to do that because I was overwhelmed and tired and had no idea, but they also let me keep my car in like that little overhang area by the hotel lobby until I had to leave for my wedding that afternoon. So I made it to the wedding venue, I guess rewind. Thankfully, I chose to stay at the hotel that the bride was getting ready at because I don't think I would have made it to multiple locations on the day of. So we photographed the getting ready and then we all took off and I made it to the venue just fine. I will say I had to run probably like two or three stoplights. It was really empty on the roads because once again, people shouldn't have been out on the roads. And I knew that if I had stopped, my car would get stuck. And unlike the hotel, there'd be no one to dig me out in the middle of an intersection or at the beginning of an intersection. So made it to the venue and thankfully snow makes for absolutely beautiful wedding portraits. So these two weddings were so stunning and really pretty. And like when it's snowing, it's not usually that windy. So it was like just this calm, beautiful, like dumping of snow in these pictures. So it was so pretty. And then at the end of the wedding, end of the second wedding, I'm going to leave and somehow everyone in attendance left the parking lot before me. Like usually I'm out pretty early as the photographer. I have to clean up a little bit, but there's almost always like people from the venue or extra family members hanging around. But somehow I was alone in the parking lot and I was, maybe it's because I took a while to get my bags in the car because I was like rolling these bags in like two feet of snow because the parking lot hadn't been plowed. And so I was turning around, it's one of those like circle lots and I got stuck, like really stuck in this parking lot snow. And I was all alone. So once again, I called my husband and he miraculously was able to talk me through how to free my little car from the snow I had been kind of high centered and stuck in. And I like knowingly ran every light back to the hotel, not like I was speeding, but because I knew that if I stopped, I would never get going again. And I really just didn't want to sleep in my car because before I got my car unstuck, I kind of was having to think through like, 
what if I had to sleep here tonight? And then, but then I realized that no one was going to come plow this venue's parking lot early Monday morning when the whole city of Denver and out like surrounding areas needed plowed. So I knew I had to get out and I had to get back to the hotel. <laughs> so those two weddings were accomplished. It was so beautiful, both of them. And then the next day I needed to get myself back to the airport. So I spent the morning, I actually had a new client call that morning. So I like did a video chat from a hotel and told them about the crazy weekend. And then I started calling airport parking lots to see if any of them had been plowed or opened up. So I finally found two that were open, so I obviously chose like the cheaper one because I didn't want to spend a million dollars to park my car. And I showed up to park my car, and even though they said it was open, they weren't plowed or like even remotely ready. So I was sitting there in my car and I was like, oh no, I need to get to the airport. And so I ended up, this is the weirdest thing, I ended up leaving my car and all of my car keys with a stranger at the parking lot and he said he would park my car. Now, I remember he looked official. I don't know. He was in a coat, so I doubt I would have saw like a logo on his shirt or anything, but it seemed official. And so looking back, this would have been a great way to steal my car is to just come by, look official and tell me, oh, I work here. I'll park your car later when it's plowed. So I literally made it all the way back to North Carolina before I realized that I didn't have, let alone my car keys, or, but any employee's contact information or name to confirm that my car even ever made it into the lot. <laughs> so I flew back two weeks later for another wedding and my keys were just at the front desk and they even gave me a discount. So I'd say that was a little bit of a miracle. <laughs> so those are my two claims to fame as far as extreme weather goes while working. And I wanted to share one more client story from last year too. And it relates to weather but I actually think it's just like such a good picture of how anyone should go about handling poor weather on their wedding day. So Allie and Joe got married last year on Memorial Day weekend, and unlike the usual Colorado forecast when it comes to rain, which is usually like rain for 15 minutes, then sun, and then maybe a little more rain, and then the rest of the day sun, this forecast was expected to rain constantly and consistently for the entire day. Not just a little rain either, but like a lot of rain and all day. Now, from my experience living out in North Carolina briefly, that is pretty common for the East Coast. I definitely went through some very rainy weeks where I was amazed that everything wasn't floating in a flood. But in general, in the West Coast, it's not common for rain to stick around for the entire day. But for some reason, this wedding day, it was just predicted to rain the whole day. So I spent the morning of the wedding and I actually went around to a few different targets and places around and I added to my collection of clear umbrellas because I wanted to make sure we could cover her bridal party and family if we wanted to do outdoor portraits still. And I remember texting the bride to just assure her that it would be alright with the weather, and she ended up responding back something along the lines of, yeah, I'm actually really excited with a cool and cloudy wedding day. It sounds relaxing and fun, and I'm not worried at all, or something like that. I don't have her exact response still, but seriously, it was so relieving for me as a vendor to know that she's like, yeah, I'm okay with it. This is going to be fine. And to just know that like she was going to have a better experience of her wedding day because she was just happy. <laughs> so no one goes into their wedding day saying, oh, I really hope it downpours or I hope it's windy or I hope it's unreasonably hot or cold for the season. But being able to look out on the positive side and remember what's most important 
most important being marrying your best friend at the end of the day, that goes such a long way in helping you navigate the weather changes. So that's going to bring me to our very first point or piece of advice. When it comes to bad weather on the wedding day, commit to staying flexible and attempting to be happy. <laughs> weather conditions happen and no one can control it. And it could be just a really fun and unique memory of your wedding day in years to come too. This isn't to say that if you're getting married and the weather just takes a wild turn for the worse that you shouldn't be allowed to shed a few tears or just feel upset for just a minute or two because, you know, if it's starting to rain or snow and you have to move your ceremony inside, like, that could be sad and I absolutely understand that. But I will say, the more quickly you can recover from those feelings and remembering what's most important, marrying your person, then the better experience you're going to have on your wedding day. And then having some bridal party, family, or fiance support and encouragement in those moments can really come in nicely as you have to kind of adapt and change your expectations in that moment. So the second piece of advice is to try to plan ahead for the just-in-case scenarios. So do watch the weather forecast. I'd say it's probably better to have at least a small idea that rain or bad weather might come your way than to be completely surprised. So things you can do to prepare. For rain, you can purchase a set of clear umbrellas. I'd say just ordering them off of Amazon because they have reliable shipping. You could buy just a couple for you and your fiance slash spouse, <laughs> or you could get a whole set to really cover your entire bridal party and family members. And I don't know if you want to buy one for all your guests. Maybe if you're having a small wedding, that's reasonable. <laughs> but other than that, that'd be a lot of umbrellas to buy. So I will say that clear umbrellas are the way to go because they, for photos, they still let the light come through while protecting you from the rain. So if you've ever wondered why in rainy wedding day photos you only see clear umbrellas, it's truly for the lighting and like what that gives, gives us as a photographer. So I have clear umbrellas linked on my Amazon affiliate page and I'll link that in the show notes in the blog post. Once again, fair reminder, if you do purchase those, I make a small commission. I still have no idea how much that is, but if you purchase from those links. And you can also make sure that your venue has towels to wipe down chairs or benches before to give your guests a dry place to sit. And you could also plan to bring like rain boots or a warm shawl or jacket or something too. So that's all of my advice for kind of rainy day scenarios or just planning ahead. So just watching the forecast and then Try to just have a general idea about your venue and the location and common weather patterns. Like I can tell you that if you're getting married in the mountains in Colorado, that it's typically breezy in the morning at sunrise and around sunset in the evening. And then sometimes rainstorms will come through in the afternoon. So I wouldn't be surprised if you're getting married in like Estes Park, so to say, that there could be strong winds, even for an entire day. That just happens. So having a general idea so you aren't completely surprised will just help you feel a little bit more prepared and less caught off guard if it does happen. So the third piece of advice goes along with this, and this is talking with your wedding coordinator, planner, or venue coordinators about possible weather scenarios. That way you guys can have a plan that's talked about or written out so that if it does rain or wind or wind, wow, that's a verb now, <laughs> um, but if it does all of that, that you have a plan and so no one's having to run up to you in that scenario and be like, what do you want to do? Because it's your wedding day and you shouldn't have to make all those decisions. So having a little bit of a plan worked out in advance can help you a lot. 
Okay, so number four on the advice, having a backup ceremony and reception location. So having a venue with an indoor option for the ceremony and reception space is a big deal because if you're stuck outdoors in high winds or rain or snow or something unseasonal, you're really stuck. So if you really are at a venue that's all outdoors, I would recommend having a tent ready to be reserved, maybe on some sort of a last minute hold, and then maybe even renting like outdoor space heaters if that's allowed in the tent. Obviously, I don't know much about tents to know if that's okay or if that's a fire hazard, but just something to make your guests more comfortable if that was needed. Now, you have definitely heard my next piece of advice before, but number five on the list is to trust your photographer. Your photographer has probably experienced photographing wedding days in some pretty poor weather scenarios before too. And even if they're not, they also have an idea of directional light, that meaning where the light's coming from and where they would need to stand you for your portraits. So on a rainy or overcast day, your photographer will most likely face you in a different direction versus a bright and sunny day. At least I know that's what I do. And then in some scenarios, there might be a place at your venue that's, you know, more tucked away and keeps you safe from the wind than other places. So also on a rainy day or just any day, window light in your portraits can make for some very beautiful indoor portraits that you might have not even thought about about at your venue before. So that could be a good thing if the weather was bad, like destroy your hairstyle bad, to take just some of your first set of couples portraits using some direct window light. So in my head, that's usually when you're really close to a window and your photographer is photographing kind of along the window line toward you. So the light's hitting you and you have this dreamy blurry background. It's beautiful. Okay. So in fact, in general, on any day, whether it's good weather or bad, You should just trust your photographer when it comes to locations. You've heard that before. (laughs) So make sure in the planning process that you've communicated your wishes when it comes to certain locations that you love about your venue, or if you're going off-site for portraits, like if you have a venue in the mountains, you probably want some mountains in your pictures, but the best time of day for that mountain view might actually be closer to sunset, and maybe we need to use a different area for the whole bridal party earlier in the day. So really trust and lean on your photographer's expertise when it comes to portraits and locations on your wedding day, and also just how to handle the weather. I know that sometimes on really hot wedding days, I'll really prioritize and try to get the groom and groomsmen finished with portraits first so that they can go inside and cool off. And on really cold wedding days, I will really try to get the bride and bridesmaids done early so that they can go inside and warm up. This is just based on what they're generally wearing and Sometimes you just aren't best equipped for the temperature. So your photographer probably has all of these things in mind. So just trust them that they're really trying to take care of you, both in lighting and what they deliver to you, and also in just keeping you comfortable and happy with all the weather scenarios on your wedding day. So piece of advice number six, make the most of any breaks in the weather. So be willing to change up your timeline. Once again, being flexible. So last summer, I had this sweet couple and they ended up having a huge downpour of rain and high winds right as their guests were arriving for their ceremony to start. So the weather just kept getting worse and from the radar, we thought it wasn't going to clear up in time. So they ended up with the help and support of their awesome catering team and wedding planners. They moved their cocktail hour or about half of it 
to before the ceremony. So their guests arrived and they got some appetizers and drinks right away. So that was able to help us delay the ceremony for about 30 minutes and really wait out the worst of the storm. So if it is windy or rainy outside, be a little bit flexible and willing to go outside really quick for some portraits, even if the weather you know, takes a break for even just five minutes or so. Whether that's a break in the wind or a break in the rain, your photographer can make up a lot of portraits in that time. Or if you have a short ceremony, you guys, like, you might be able to time it in between a break in the weather, where as soon as it dries off, everyone goes out and dries off the chairs, and then you have a quick ceremony, and you have some umbrellas there just in case, and then you guys walk back down the aisle as it starts raining again. So just be willing and flexible to try to fit parts of your wedding day in at the best possible time and your vendors will hopefully help you guys accomplish that. Number seven on the advice list is to bring touch-up supplies for yourselves or for anyone involved. So in the morning, you can ask your hair and makeup stylist about any advice about retouching your look I don't really know how to fix makeup and I know even less about fixing hair, but your stylist will probably have some ideas. Or if it's really, really windy, your stylist might be like, hey, it might actually be better if we did some sort of a low updo or something instead of having your hair down where it could fly straight on top of your head for the entire day in the wind. So in general, the only piece of makeup advice I have, and I've been told this from my friend Sabrina, is her name, her business name is Sabrina Deemer Makeup. If you're looking for a makeup artist in Colorado, she's my fave. But the makeup advice I have from her is that when it comes to rain or tears and you're trying to fix your makeup, try to blot it or lightly like dab your makeup. Don't wipe because you can imagine how wiping would potentially smear the makeup all over your face. So that should apparently save your makeup a little bit better. And I guess I'd try to go waterproof like everything possible and just having touch up lipstick or I guess foundation or whatever that was needed so that way you could touch up if, you know, you had a little bit of sweat or the rain got on your face a little bit too. And that's why like umbrellas are really nice, especially clear ones for portraits because it can still kind of shield you from some of the weather and also hopefully protect your hair and your makeup. <laughs> So number eight on the advice is to bring favors or little gifts to help your guests in the weather. So for hot weather, you could bring something for the guests to fan themselves. Like you could even put your program on a little stick and they could use that to fan themselves. For cold weather, you could buy a really small or kind of inexpensive blanket that you guys could have sitting there for all of your guests to use. And then you could also think about renting outdoor space heaters. And then the cutest idea I saw online somewhere was the idea of even having like a hot chocolate and coffee bar out before the ceremony. So that way you could surprise your guests with a nice warm drink and they can stay nice and cozy. And then for rain or snow, bringing clear umbrellas, like I mentioned earlier, why those are so great. And then even if there's just a chance of rain, I'd probably recommend going ahead and buying umbrellas. Like I said, I think you could maybe return, or if that's not ethical, I think you could probably sell them on basic Facebook marketplace after, especially if there's like a used wedding supply group, you could explain like, hey, these are great if it might rain on your wedding day. And a lot of brides will probably have to think about that and be like, oh, maybe I should buy those from her. <laughs> and then number nine on the list is be okay to get a little muddy or a little dirty. So with any rain comes some mud and with winds will come dust. I don't know if of any wedding photographer who is really looking to really, like their goal is to just sink your wedding dress in the mud. 
I know personally, I don't want to get the bride's dress dirty, especially not before the ceremony. But something to remember is that your dress was literally made for your wedding day. And usually it's made for your wedding day only. You don't really wear it that many times after that. So try to be a little bit open-minded if your dress gets a little dusty or dirty. And usually this can be brushed off or cleaned up pretty well before the ceremony. And then right after the ceremony, you're probably going to end up bustling your dress. So that'll hide some of the dirt or kind of show a different area of the dress. So I'd say just try to be flexible. And I guess if you're really not, then be flexible on taking all of your portraits indoors or something if your venue has a good window for that because that's probably the only way to avoid a little bit of mud or dirt ending up on your dress. So like I said, don't like don't think that the photographers are out there to be like, I want that crazy mud ombre on the bride's dress where you've probably seen some of the epic like elopement portraits where the bride has this like insanely muddy dress on the bottom and everything. So I don't think a lot of us are trying to do that to you. I mean, if that happens, I would take a picture, but I'm not intentionally ever trying to set up a bride into getting her dress really dirty, but know that it could happen, hopefully not intense mud, and that it can be cleaned up or just kind of tucked away once it's bustled. So I think my best advice when it comes to weather on the wedding day, if it's all summarized, is to be aware, be prepared with backup options and comfort items, like if you needed a jacket or a shawl to stay warmer, or just a coat, honestly, <laughs> and then to stay flexible and happy. If you can stay upbeat and positive on your wedding day, I can actually guarantee that you'll have a, a better wedding day experience than if you let the weather ruin all your fun. So at the end of the day, you're there to marry your best friend. No matter what the weather's like, it'll be a story to share for years to come. So I hope this helped you kind of comprehend and maybe make a game plan in your head about what to do about different weather scenarios. And yeah, thanks for listening to another episode. I will be back and talking to you guys again next week. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. You can find links in the description of today's episode in the show notes below and on the blog. If you loved the episode or know someone who would, feel free to share this with a friend or tag me in your Instagram stories. You can find me at taylornicolephotography underscore. I'll be back next week with another episode. And as always, I hope you leave here feeling encouraged and inspired.